their volume was seven billion U.S. dollars on July 10th. Wow. Let's compare that to Binance, which was three billion. Oh, so they're better than Binance. <laughs> yeah, an exchange that has existed for a week that you can't even fucking Google is has higher trade volume than the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in existence. So that must mean that their revenue is probably pretty comparable to Binance, right, Brent? Must be. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. My name is Kareem Baruki, and what you are listening to is a part of our 101 series. That's a collection of standalone episodes where we explore coins, concepts, and projects from the ground up. Now, today's episode is as much a public service announcement as it is a 101, as we break down a project that has all of the hallmarks of being a scam. We're, of course, talking about Fcoin, and here with me today to tease out all the bullshit and red flags is my BS detector extraordinaire, Brent Philbin. I am awesome at detecting bullshit. Happy to be here. And if you only listen to the intro of this episode and don't feel like going any further, please over the course of this episode, we're going to present this like a normal 101, but in the end, Fcoin is clearly a scam. We're talking about it because it, it is relevant in the last couple of weeks. We consider doing this as a 101 or a blitz or just a like a five-minute blurb on the, pod, uh, on the uh, flagship, decided that giving it its full due diligence and showing you how we came to that conclusion was what we wanted to do. This isn't Tron where we think it's a bad project and likely is going to end up worth nothing and be a scam in the end or verge which is also a terrible project with an awful person that's directing it to the point where it probably will end up a scam this is straight up the entire this is bitconnect like they're they are 100 percent setting out to steal people's money so, Brent, I think that one of the things I would love for you to do is as you're presenting this coin, I'm assuming that you're also going to really use this as an educational opportunity for the kinds of things that tip you off. Basically, uh, it would be great for you to be able to transfer to the audience your ability to instantly go through this and detect that it is a scam so that in the future when something else comes up, even if we don't do an episode about it, you know, people have that ready to go. They've developed that skill. That's what we're going to try to impart here. All right. That sounds fantastic. And I guess usually we lead off with what are your biases? Now, of course, we already said that we believe this coin is a scam, but I don't know if maybe you have just a quick, uh, do you remember what your first intro to this coin was or the first thing that alerted you to the fact that this was probably not a serious project? Uh, th so I first learned about it when it was bogging down the Ethereum network, uh, a la CryptoKitties. There were just a lot of transactions that came out of nowhere. And then we started to look into it. So the I had the predisposed notion that it was probably a scam when I started to do this research and solidified that position while I was doing it. Uh, so I confirmed that hypothesis. You know, if you want to take that for, with a grain of salt and realize that I did find the reasons to dislike it, I was trying to look for what could just possibly be a misunderstanding and I just didn't see it. All right, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what Fcoin's vision is? So Fcoin's an exchange. Now, if you read their white paper, it almost sounds like they're trying to be a decentralized exchange, but they're not. So 
I'm going to read. I, t- I took a snippet from their white paper and put it here. And you can hear the language where they're really trying. Like this is this is a I believe a Chinese company, but they um, they put the they put language in here that was very tricky. So uh, Fcoin is not a company in the traditional sense. In fact, it is making a quantum leap. They're using the word quantum, not referring to computing. They're just talking about like the TV show. Uh, a quantum leap in evolving from being a mere digital assets trading platform to being a community. Okay, right there. Let's take a pause before you keep reading. What the bullshit <laughs> is that <laughs> sentence? <laughs> like, oh, we are taking a quantum leap. Uh, so they're just unnecessarily throwing the word quantum in there, right? Yes. And, well- and we're, from being an asset trading platform to being a quote unquote, they actually put it in quotes, community like that first of all that's a quantum leap can you name a crypto project that's not a community at this point like (laughs) yep they are they are making it sound like they're doing a lot of firsts here and yeah you'll you'll see it as we keep going so that i mean this is page one of their eight page white paper so or i'm sorry no their white paper was nine pages the first page was a graphic so and it's pretty big font as you can as you can see but the users or the listeners can't all right, so the Fcoin community is an open and transparent token-based organization in which the Fcoin token issued by Fcoin represents the overall ownership of Fcoin community. So let's just take another second to dissect right. that sentence. They're a token-based organization, so they're trying to invoke decentralized autonomous organization there. And they're saying the Fcoin represents overall ownership of the Fcoin community. So you get to own the community, not the company. <laughs> right. That right off the bat, one of the things that jumps out to me here, Brent, is that in the first sentence, they put community in quotations. But here, when they're talking about ownership of the community, community is not in quotations, but they also talk about it being a token-based organization. So to me, it's separating and saying there's the organization and you get to own the community. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just totally broad and like not clear at all. It's such wishy-washy language here. Yes. Okay. So the next, most importantly, Fcoin has pioneered the trans fee mining model, which is more than half of the platform's totals total FTs will be rewarded to the community users to offset 100% of their transaction costs. And I'll go into what that is later, but this is kind of a core of the problem. In an unprecedented fashion, the Fcoin community will distribute 80% of its revenue to FT holders. Do you know of any other exchanges that maybe distribute some revenue to the token holders? No. This I don't is think that's ever happened before, right? Un- wow. Unprecedented. Unbelievable. I don't, think, I don't think there's a single crypto project that distributes revenue to its users for holding the yeah, coin. No, no way. These guys are trailblazers. Wait, Jeez. do you know if they use blockchain technology? They they might. Oh my god. Okay. That we're going to get there. Yeah. I again, they're just saying things that are uh these claims that don't make any sense, right? So, uh they so they even go so far as to explain it just to make sure that it's exactly what we thought. Yes, you get uh exactly the 80% is distributed to the token holders. So, just like you know, like a KuCoin or a Cos or any of the other exchanges that are doing it so far. So that's 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 their vision. I just wanted to read that out. Okay, hold on that's a second. What they said. Hold on a second. I, I'm already super tilted. 
right here it says they have an example where it says that if I'm going to ignore the Ethereum, but they basically say, for example, if our revenue stream is composed of 100 Bitcoin and somebody owns 1% of the tokens in circulation, they would get one Bitcoin. Uh, I'm sorry, is 80, is that 80% that like, no, uh, yeah, it shouldn't so they, be 0.8, like they can't even do the basic math here? Yep. They didn't even bother to say 80% of that would be 80 Bitcoin, so you would receive 0.8. No. They literally were just like, ah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. If you can't get back, look, I have stumbled upon math. I, I'm not ashamed to say that in my days in the crypto world, I have seen math that I did not understand in white papers. <laughs> this is not one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> 80% and 1% should be pretty straightforward to figure out if you're writing <laughs> cryptographic proofs. Yep. All right. That, so that's the vision. We can get past that and we'll find some more interesting red flags. All right, so hit me with the history, man. Let's go to to my favorite part, and hopefully my anger will not keep boiling over. So the history, you're you're not going to be too <laughs> impressed. Not like not like Vitalik. Um, <laughs> this coin is really like not even a month old yet. I mean, they're starting two two and a half weeks ago. They the reason that we're even talking about them is they completely bogged down the Ethereum network. I'm going to explain why, but. They are. They were started by Zhang Jun. I think Z H A N G is pronounced Zhang with like with a J. Zhang Jun. So he was the VP of technology at Huboy, and he was also the director of digital currency and blockchain research center. Which is it I think Hu- is like Huboy a, or Huobi? Huobi, whatever. Yeah, Huboy, Huobi. Oh boy! It, basically, a massive exchange, right? This project is so bad that I think the fact that he was at that exchange means that we need to take a better look at that exchange. Because if somebody who thinks this is okay came out of that ecosystem, there may be something seriously wrong behind behind the scenes of that exchange. I don't use it as it is, but I will never use it based on 100% the fact that this guy was a part of it. So, All right, so just just to play devil's advocate, there are plenty of decent organizations with cancerous individuals who can leave and go do they see an opportunity i i understand what you're saying though like you're saying that this project is so bad that any kind of connection or correlation is just going to reflect bad on anybody that's connected in any way but it's just worth saying like this is one individual you know so he was one individual is the vp of technology it's like he's he had a reason maybe they fired him i don't know right right we don't know why he left i think that they should come out and say, like, yeah, this guy's a scumbag. We we got rid of him for reasons, and they're becoming apparent now. So that that's 100% the history. I mean, we're really talking about two weeks here of history of this coin where they've had enough of an impact on the world and done enough of a pro- – on the community anyway. Uh, and they've done enough problematic stuff that we're talking about them on a 101 to stop you from investing in them or hmm. using their exchange. All right. So, but <laughs> sorry, I had to say this randomly. I just Googled the name and look, I'm not familiar with the distribution of Asian names, right? So, like, this could be John Smith or it could be Kareem Baruke as far as how popular it is. But the, <laughs> but the top, like, the second or, or top result was who is Zhang Zhen? Eight things you need to know about the self proclaimed future richest man in the world. 
And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, sounds like he was planning. Ooh, wow. <laughs> he was like arrested in Indonesia. And it says it's not even his real name. So probably a different person. But I, that would I be know. hilarious. If, it was if the it's same the guy. same person, it would be very, very, very funny. <laughs> you know what? Before before we get into rapid fire, do me a favor and Google F coin exchange. Google F coin exchange. Yes. OK, it, I'm going to do that right now. You enjoy this website real quick. Fcoin exchange. Oh, I just I just Googled coin exchange and got a bunch of look. Okay, Fcoin exchange now compared to Ponzi scheme. What what do you want me to look for here? The exchange. Oh, like try to find the exchange itself. Search oh, Fcoin crap. exchange on Google and tell me how far you got to go to find it. Oh my God, you're right. Reddit, Netflix. Okay, we're going to page two, everybody. Got a YouTube video. <laughs> CCN, CoinDesk, CoinGecko, Trade Value, Volume Exchange, CoinGecko, Crypto Roadmaps. Uh, all right, we're going to page three, guys. All right, you know what? Hold on a second. Page three, we're going back to the beginning, and we're going to put Fcoin Exchange in quotations. Maybe that'll. I that'll... didn't think to put. A, I didn't think to put quotations, but it blew me away that when I googled them, I could not find them. Okay, even with quotations, they are not. What the hell? What? What is their website? Like it's fcoin.com. Wow. Which I didn't want to do because I don't know if that's going to be a scam or whatever. <laughs> right, like I like, never just go to the site. I Google to make sure I'm going to the right place. And a lot of times I'll go to the subreddit to check the subreddit to see like what they have over in the links. There's no subreddit for this coin. All right, so real quick, just since the exchange is not in their name, I just googled fcoin because they are fcoin.com and not not only do they not show up in the first page or the second page, but there's actually a different Fcoin. Fcoin.tk shows up before Fcoin.com, and wow. it's a Bitcoin faucet. Supposedly. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, just another of our red flags. Yeah, that 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 is a huge red flag. If you are not in the in the top two pages of Google search results for, look for example, if you Google Crypto Basic Podcast. I believe we're the top result. Did you know that? Yes, we are. <laughs> Google Crypto Basic Podcast. You will find us. Absolutely. So we're we're doing a better job on SEO than Fcoin. Um, <laughs> but then again, we have a better team, so that's not really a fair comparison. Time to move on to the rapid fire section. I like uh, I like the one our um, editor Jason puts in. It's all like pew 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 pew. Oh, I don't have that one. No, I no, no. He's like he's the one that has it. He, we just randomly gave him a file without the rapid fire, and he put that in. I actually kind of like it. All right. So question number one, Brent. Oh, by the way, our rapid fire section is a part of the episode where we ask Brent a series of yes or no questions that we get answered relatively rapidly to get a good idea of this project. So first of all, is this a coin, token, platform, or scam? Just kidding. Coin token platform. <laughs> it is a scam token. Scam token. All right, Brett, is this decentralized? No, it is not. <laughs> Despite their pretending to be something or other in the whatever. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay. Can it be mined or staked? No, but of course we talked about those trans mining rewards. And uh, we will talk about how they identify those in the future. Interesting. Is there mainnet live? No, they're not going to have mainnet. They're an ERC-20 token. Got it. And does it sound cool? 
Uh, it sounds cool in the sense that fuck F coin is how it's sh- like oh. F that coin. So, no, it doesn't sound cool at all. And and they're not even on the first three pages of Google. So, yeah, their branding needs some help. Well, crypto basic first here. I'm going to agree with you on all counts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brent. So we're going to go into the actual meat and bones of the project. Explain how the technology works briefly and easily. All right. So their first like tilt it, uh, is to be an exchange that gives out 80% of its revenue to the FT token holders. There's more to it, but I just wanted to point that out again. They think that that's unique in some way. They make a big deal of having full transparency on their internal order book. I, I could be wrong, but based on all of the information that you can get at, for, at a glance on CoinMarketCap, aren't all order books completely transparent? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Like the the orders are out there, right? I don't. Yeah, I mean the exchanges <laughs> that I've used. Yeah, I mean it's the only reason I hesitate a little bit there is because I guess I wouldn't know if there are other orders that I'm not seeing. But anytime that I've yeah. bought any crypto, I've seen the bids. So they, it's just another example of some outlandish claim that they make that I feel like is not a thing. Like I think that exchanges, I, I I'm willing to be wrong on this, but I don't. I think every exchange is completely transparent. Yeah, if like anything, isn't that how they manipulate? Like, that is one of the forms of manipulation, to put up a bid that people don't intend on honoring, but they're putting it up because people can see it. They're trying to influence the market precisely because people can see the bid. Right. Like, there, like there are there are manipulation attempts that involve seeing, not necessarily trading. You're going to love the manipulation attempt that we get to here. This okay. Is, <laughs> this is great. All right. Don't read ahead. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm not even reading. I'm looking at you. All right. So interestingly, they did not have an ICO. They only had private investors, and then they distributed the coins. 51% of the coins are going to be distributed as community rewards, supposedly. 23% of the coins went to the Fcoin fund. What's in that fund? Don't know. It's Remember, there's an eight-page white paper, and there's a lot of pictures. So... This is there's a fund that they're 21, 23% of these coins are getting sent to, and we don't know what that fund is supposed to be or what it's investing in. 12% went to the founding team. So between that and the 23%, I think we could say 35% of these coins are designated to the founding team because F coin fund has to be the team, basically, right? And plus they have most of the other coins that they're distributing. A strategic partner gets 9%. It was one person, so I guess this is one partner that they've partnered with that got 9% of the coins, and they had the private sale to the investors for 5%. So before we go forward, I put this somewhere else in the um, white paper, but since we're talking about the way they have this split up, here are their investors. And I mention these people because for the same reason I'm talking about Huobi being something that you might want to take another look at, based on the fact that they've interacted with this company or with this guy, you might want to be a little bit wary of these different investment groups. And I'm going to mention some research that was done by uh, an article that says what these investment groups have invested in. One of them are a lot of projects that I like. So interesting. Uh, And they're investors, so they they might not have known, but this doesn't take a lot of due diligence. So I wouldn't put your money in any of these funds either if you were involved there was the dhvc 
They've invested in Origin Protocol, Open Platform, Hedra, Hashgraph, Certic, Mainframe, iOS Basis, Polychain Capital. There is also Node Capital, who has invested in Gems, iOS again. So that's the second time we've seen that. HashGuard, Bbox, Elf, Gifto, Huobi, and Zilliqa. So they, Node Capital invested in the exchange that we might want to take another look at. Uh, Singer Capital doesn't have theirs public as far as we know. Eight Decimal Capital invested in Block Collider, Mainframe, Iotex, Ontology, Bluezell, Icon, Kyber, Zero X, EOS, Raiden, and again, Bbox. Sounds like they're just casting a pretty wide net there and trying to get lucky. Yeah. I think a lot of those are decentralized exchanges, too. I, I'm not familiar with all of them other than Ontology, but I think a lot of those are intentionally kind of similar. Uh, Timestamp Capital, BitRise Capital, and Zipper Foundation, we don't know their their holdings. So those are all different investors in this company. So take another look if any of those are something you maybe were considering investing in as a, as a uh, what's that word? Uh, accredited as an accredited yeah, investor right. if you are going to do it. All right, there we go. <laughs> All right, so here we go. That's that's kind of part of the infrastructure here. So let's talk about trans fee mining, Kareem. Yes, this new thing I've never heard of. I'm always excited when I'm learning about a new concept. Right. Now, you you actually haven't heard of this concept. This is unique, but let's see if you can see the problem with this. Okay. So here's how trans fee mining works. The 80% thing is not unique. You get paid out a piece of what the site makes based on how much they make, right? Trans fee mining is you get 100% of your transaction fees back in their F coin. So you pay the transaction fee in Bitcoin, but you receive 100% rebate based on the trading volume and power of the FT token. Oh, okay. So we give them Bitcoin and they give us a token that will probably be worth nothing in the future. Is that more or less what I'm getting at here? Is this yeah. the little BitConnect move where you can buy the token, but as long as you're giving Bitcoin or Ethereum or things that are valuable? Yeah. So now you're doing a th- you're doing something here where you get 100% rebate and also you get 80% of the revenue based on the the coins that you have. So does everybody get a rebate? Yes. So there's zero revenue. Every single person gets 100% rebate in the F-Coin, and then 80% of the revenue gets distributed to F-Coin. So what happens when you make a trade? Uh, hold on. I'm really confused. Hold, hold on a second. Based on what you just said, I feel like there's zero revenue. Like the 80% that gets distributed should be zero because all the trading fees got refunded to the traders. No, but the trading fees got refunded in F-Coin, not Bitcoin. So remember, they're taking the trading fee in Bitcoin refunding you f coin based on its current trading value and then they're also paying out 80 percent of whatever they take on those fees on top of the rebate okay so in theory every single trade should net you money right no matter what you do yeah and if, does anybody see a problem with that raise your hand out there if you think that maybe guaranteed money on every trade might cause some problems yeah, like so. Obviously, the incentive there is just to make as many trades as possible, I guess. And I mean, it. Forget about the traders; they're making zero money. They're refunding all the trading fees, basically. And then on top of that, they're 
whatever money comes in somehow, if there is a revenue stream, is being distributed to the people who they distributed all the F coins to. What? <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Here's another one. Here's another side effect, and you've already discovered it, that trading is, there's, it just incentivizes a lot of wash trading. Their volume was $7 billion U.S. dollars on July 10th. Wow. Let's compare that to Binance, which was $3 billion. Oh, so they're better than Binance. <laughs> yeah. An exchange that has existed for a week that you can't even fucking Google is has higher trade volume than the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in existence. So that must mean that their revenue is probably pretty comparable to Binance, right, Brent? Must be. So <laughs> why would you not just go on there? So, okay, so here here we have another obvious red red flag. Like that now who's engaging in the wash trading? Is it people? Is it them? I don't know. So there's a there's a uh, a Reddit post out there which we will link in the show notes which this guy says that he talked to their team and their team said they're well aware of the bots. They have no problems with it. Uh, he seems to think that based on talking with their team, he's got a legal case that he intends to bring against them. And he's going to release the screenshots if his lawyers say it's okay or whatever. But um, So you're incentivized to wash trade with yourself because you're just basically getting those F-coin tokens. So if you think they have any value and you think that this place isn't going to just come crashing and burning, then you want to generate that fee. But if it crashes, then those F-coin values are worth literally nothing. So they're using this to generate massive fees that they know they're going to be gone because you can't guarantee people... A, and it, You can't guarantee somebody that if they make a trade, they're making money. That's crazy. I, I just want to make sure I understand something, Brian. I just want to make sure that there's not like a basic logical gap here in my brain. So be patient with me. Let's assume for the sake of argument that Fcoin doesn't crash. Let's assume that Fcoin maintains a relative consistent value, right? If you're being refunded your full trading fee in Fcoin, and then even if Bitcoin appreciates in relation to Fcoin, they're also distributing the Bitcoin. Like, I don't understand where the revenue stream is supposed to come. How is this supposed to be sustainable? If we assume that Fcoin doesn't go to zero, isn't this still unsustainable? Am I understanding this right? It sounds like they're losing money on it, that they're not making money at any point. Yeah, they'll run out of Fcoin. But I, I imagine that if this is if they were saying this isn't a scam, they're going to say, you're not always going to get 100% back. You're going to right now until we run out of those 51% coins that we're planning on getting ah, out. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So right now, they're saying we're so going to like refund really you the So it's like a really shitty coin. ICO. Right. <laughs> okay. That's the part I was missing. In theory, even though we believe that this is just a scam and a money grab, in theory, the idea is while we're getting started, the early adopters are getting full refunds on their trades. Eventually, once all the coins are distributed... We're going to go to the model of just distributing 80% of our revenue to our token holders. Is that is that pretty accurate? Right. Okay. Yeah, basically. Okay. So that's what, they're, that's what they're running on. So here's another interesting fact, Kareem. Uh, what do you know about how coins get listed on exchanges? Uh, I know that they usually have to pay the exchange a significant amount of money, and a lot of people aren't happy about that. And I know that also depending on like what... Uh, framework the coin uses is a little bit different. So like if you're a Bitcoin fork, it's probably a lot easier to get listed than if you're something new like Cardano. Right. Okay. So 
there's there's other ways like KuCoin, for instance, you get listed via uh, voting. So they go to their website and you cast a vote on which coin you want to come on, right? So Fcoin is a you can get listed based on a vote. You want to know how you vote with Fcoins? No, mm. not not even Fcoins. You make a transaction with any coin, I think, or it, maybe there was a specific voting token. I can't remember this, but one transaction is one vote. Not one person <sighs> is one vote. One transaction is one vote. So when we said they completely bogged down the Ethereum network, they were this new exchange that they were trying to get hype, right? And they're telling people, you got to make a transaction to get the coin on our exchange that you want on the exchange. How did so people work? were making massive amounts of zero f- transactions. They were just they were just transaction zero and paying gas fees to do their votes. So they were paying basically, you know, what, four cents per vote. Now gas started going up and up and up. If you look at the transaction fees for Ethereum, you can see when this exchange started to exist. Because the gas fees went from like four to eighty in the course of a day. Wow. So they completely crypto kitties the network. And I'm sure this guy thinks he's a fucking genius. He's like, ha. And you know what? We're fucking talking about him. So maybe he is. I don't know. There's no. gonna be people out there no. who are not going to they're gonna hear us talk about scam and they're gonna think, nah, these guys are just being hard on them. They're really a legitimate project. Like that's what people thought about Bit- BitConnect. I had a I had a, a friend's dad put something like a million dollars into BitConnect. Despite my hours and hours of begging him not to do it, explaining it that that it was a scam, and him not knowing a thing about blockchain, like just like you can't talk somebody out of an MLM, sometimes this is people will just go forward with this. So I I actually had a little bit of an internal battle about whether I wanted to make this part of the podcast because we're giving them we're letting this shit work. Like no, they, I I disagree with you. I disagree with you. No, like, I I agree. I agree that you disagree with me, and, and I agree with it now, but, <laughs> but we are talking about an exchange that we never would have been talking about in any possible circumstance. So this is this guy's idea. He thinks he's a genius. Uh, everybody's going to be talking about him because they bogged down the Ethereum network like everybody talked about CryptoKitties. And yeah, it got people looking. It got people looking at their exchange, and they realized that there's a bunch of watch trading. These guys are claiming that they have more volume than Binance, and... They've been open for a week. I mean, it's nuts. They have transparent wallets They where they store 95% of their coins that they have on file. Right now, they've got right around 1.3... Uh, uh, sorry, 1.3. $130 million in assets on the in those wallets. So I don't know how much of that is from investors and how much of that is from the transactions that are going on, but I really... That's that's a lot, and well, it can't be that much from the transactions if they're immediately refunding the transaction fees, right? Yeah, I'm hoping that's just literally all investors, and they're not getting that much money from the community. But if they are, if that money all somehow came from the community, that means they're they've done an ICO that that's raised 130 million dollars. I I know they have private investors, so I don't think that's the case. But that's what they're holding in Tether, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. So. I think I've gone over everything. I skipped around in my outline a little bit here, but that's it. I mean, we've got different posts about why they might be a scam. Um, oh, their governance model. <laughs> so 
actual quote about the governance and how it will work, this is in there. This is like its own bullet point. You can use your F tokens to participate in business decisions, team elections, and so on. That's it. They don't explain how or why. Just, yeah, you can do this, etc. No big deal. No big deal. This, this coin that belongs, that you get ownership of the community on, we're not really going to tell you how you can affect the decisions. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I still don't really understand how the transactions count as votes. Like So like when you do a transaction, because when you were explaining the part about the transactions, obviously people can't transact on the coin that they want listed because it's not listed. So I don't really understand how- No, no they're not transacting on the network. They're sending zero cost transactions to like a fake wallet, I think, or whatever that they have. Or something, or they're sending like fake. Tra- they're sending transactions to their exchange in some way, and that's how the voting process works. It's called like GPM or something. It's on their site. I, honestly, once I found out how the voting worked, I like, like what it did, and that it was you had to create a transaction to make a vote. I didn't look at where it was going, but they're counting the votes somehow, and people are sending zero cost transactions. Not like, not like they're sending little ones. Like they're sending zero. No, I understand that, but they're still paying for that transaction. Yeah, they're paying the they're paying the gas price. So, oh, hey, they've generated a lot of revenue for miners. Good for them. All right, so real quick, I just want to take a moment to point out another uh, red flag. Right, one of the criticisms that we get in a lot of these coins is that the way they're designed essentially gives all the power to, let's say, quote unquote, the rich, but in reality, it's the people that hold a lot of the token. Here's the thing, right. though. Here's the thing. Let's say that we're talking about token X and there's a million tokens in distribution and somebody has 300,000 of those tokens. In a weighted system where they get 30% of the vote, even though on the surface we might look at it and say, well, that's kind of messed up that one individual gets 30% of the vote just because they have so many coins. But every decision that that person makes is going to have significant effect on their net worth based on the movement of the price. So if they do something that sabotages the coin, let's say this is coin X and the price reduces by 50%, they have 300,000. Think about all the money that they lost. So there's a built-in incentive for this person to vote in the best interest of the coin. Here's what's happening here, just based on what you described, Brent. I can put in a lot of money to have a vote on a particular direction, but it's not really going... I mean, well, I guess in this case, it's just to get a coin listed, right? So it's just about putting a ton of money in at one time. And this just doesn't really make sense to me, like the way that this is designed. It it just... (laughs) So here's another thing. Think about the the exchange being the F-coin holders. They want you to get the F-coins away from them. So in order to do that, they've created this mechanism where you doing wash trading gets you F-coins. Now, one of the users has also said that they are intentionally keeping the price of F-coin higher by wash trading amongst themselves. So they think that they are wash trading to keep it so that you don't want to buy F-coin. But at the same time, it has enough value that you're willing to do the transactions with yourself to get F-coin as a rebate. So the rewards aren't high enough for you to spend on the coin, but for you to get it as a rebate for your transaction fees, you're happy to do that because you're getting this coin that you perceive as a higher value than it does. So these people are 
getting more Bitcoin and more Ethereum out of the ecosystem while this is happening and keeping their price of their coin artificially high. And Brent, while you were saying that, I Googled coin market cap and the price just shows up as a question mark. The yeah. price of Fcoin is not even listed on here. It says so that the they supply is already two and a half billion. They don't know what to do with it because like it's clear that it's fake volume. I think they were on coin market cap and got delisted. There was at least a campaign to get the exchange taken off of there. So uh, they left BitConnect ads up, so I don't know how responsive they're being to this kind of shit. Right. But. It looks like it's twenty four cents a coin right now. Actually, from if you go to markets, you can actually see the the trading volume. Yeah, right. two billion dollars in trading volume in the last twenty four hours on with Bitcoin, which is just yeah. insane. And and thankfully, coin market cap is leaving that as a question mark because they they're doing that on one exchange. It's clear. It's more than clear that they are manipulating that price. They are doing something that if they ever tried this in the United States, they would last a week before they were slapped with indictments. You know, laws are different in China, and I believe that's where they're based out of. Honestly, I didn't even look. I think they're a Chinese exchange. And laws are different even if they were a uh, Korean exchange or something. Laws are different everywhere. But fraud is fraud. And this, you know, just stay away. Instead of what I did was I changed our rapid fire or our uh, pros and cons section to red flags. We are not going to talk about the pros of this exchange. They don't deserve it, and they will not get it. <laughs> I I like that decision making. And look, I just really want to drive this point home because sometimes there's that saying that if something looks too good to be true, then you know it is too good to be true. And and of course, it's one of those examples. But look at this. If if I go to Coin Market Cap and I I'm picking Bitcoin, right? The most popular cryptocurrency on the planet, obviously the one with the highest trading volume. Over the last 24 hours, Bitcoin, like to USDT, the trading volume on Binance is like 180 million, 142 million on OKEX, 126 million. Then it just goes down from there on all the exchanges, right? Basically, from what I'm looking at, all of the exchanges combined don't have a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin trading volume. The the highest, which is Binance, is a hundred. Fcoin has double. Fcoin has two billion dollars. Two billion. Binance has two about less than two hundred million. That's not double. That's not triple. That's ten x, ten times as much trading volume. This is a clear statistical outlier that should immediately give you a warning that these numbers are inflated, false, fake, whatever you want to say, but. <laughs> Obviously, Fcoin is not trading more than the totality of the cryptocurrency planet, uh, you know, five times over or whatever. This is ridiculous. (laughs) It is. I I cannot believe that this lasted longer than a day. I mean, I hope that nobody's on there, but not everyone does their research, man. You might start getting crypto YouTubers that will shill this shit, the crypto nicks of the world, and, you know... One of the things that's also, like we said, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. One of the things that is also possibly true is that never attribute to malice what you can attribute to incompetence, right? So you, I tried to think maybe this guy just doesn't understand what he's doing or what he's creating. Maybe he thinks that this is just a really cool marketing scheme. And that even one of the articles says, is this marketing genius or is it a scam? But as you see all of this, it is all created to cause the same thing i mean there every incentive is for every user 
to engage in something illegal. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree with the saying that you should never attribute to malice what can be attributed to stupidity. But once it becomes way too difficult to attribute everything to stupidity, you know, sometimes it's malice, right? And, and I think what we're looking at here is, you know, fraud. And why would somebody do this? Well, Brent, how much money did you say is right now laying in their accounts in real yep. currencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum? Yep, $130 million. $130 million. Now, last time I checked, that's a good amount of money, right? Like if you walk away with $130 million, you could do a lot for yourself. Right. There's there's no ICOs raising that anymore these days. Right. So this is this is the incentive, right? And this is definitely starting to look like fraud. But anyway, we hammer that point. So we're going to go to not the pros and cons. We are going to go to the red flag section. Sum it up for us, Brent. What would you say to uh, an amateur crypto researcher? How would you sum up the red flags, the things that immediately tipped you off? This coin is bullshit. The fake trading volume is number one. And now that we looked into it, we saw why. But the just top level research, like they created such a bad incentive and such a fake ecosystem, they went too far. You know, like make the lie believable. Right. <laughs> Don't be like, yeah, man, yeah, bro, I can bench 450. What do you bench? And like, I look like me. You know, like this. <laughs> They they can't even it isn't even possible that this could have happened. So yeah, right you off know the what? bat, the trading volume is Brent, you you just reminded me of uh of of a lie I told when I was a little kid, but I always remembered and think and thinking to myself, like, man, maybe I overdid it there. Uh I was seven or eight, <laughs> so don't judge me too harshly. But I was in Colombia and So let's uh, picture Kareem as a seven or eight year old child. Obviously, Take a I look had at a beard. the screen. He looks just like he does now. <laughs> yeah, Full beard, <laughs> receding hairline, everything. <laughs> everything, just the same. Uh, anyway, so I told my friends at school that um, I got special basketball coaching, but I told them it was Michael Jordan. So it turns out that that's not too <laughs> believable that Michael Jordan came over to my house to, to teach me how to play basketball. And uh, I think this is definitely an example of a ridiculous <laughs> lie like that where, yeah, if we do, we're just looking at the trading volumes. If if Binance had $184 million and this coin had $250 million, which is a lot more, I would be like, oh, snap. Like, that's crazy that they already overtook Binance. But if you have 10 times the entire market combined, every exchange combined, hmm, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. So most of their team is unknown on top. Other than the guy that we mentioned at the beginning, I don't remember his name, but most of their team has never really been seen before or known before. They have interest in keeping the F coin price artificially high, not an interest in making the ecosystem strong so that the coin will be valuable for the foreseeable future. They have an interest in keeping the F coin price high now so that you don't buy it so you go in there and wash trade, keep the volume high and get it that way. They want it to be higher than makes sense to just get it for free in the wash trading, right? So they're, they're doing that. They completely destroyed the Ethereum network. That's actually probably a con for Ethereum, but they did it as a marketing tool. Like they, he knew that doing this would cause that. They, he wanted people to be talking about why is Ethereum having problems because that's what happened to CryptoKitties. People were like, whoa, what's going on here? Oh, shit. I better get my Vitalik Kitterin right away and breed it with my Craig Reiterin and make another crypto kitty. <laughs> Brent, and as a side note, 
This is actually a really interesting case study in the sense that when CryptoKitties happened, I believe that it was a very interesting dynamic for the space because we realized, oh, wow, Ethereum really at the moment can't scale on a massive, massive scale, right? Sorry, I used the same word over and over again, lack of vocabulary there. But we were able to see Ethereum's true scaling difficulties in relation to something like a game that people would want to play. But now with something like Fcoin, we realize that there's another, uh, I don't want to say an attack vector because that's not the appropriate term, but it also has to guard against projects that create perverse incentives for false transactions. It's not just that we have to be on the lookout for true adoption like CryptoKitties where a bunch of people wanted to use them. Now, because it's decentralized, anybody can create something like Fcoin and anybody can create some type of perverse incentive that encourages users to spam the network. And Ethereum, in order to keep operating, is going to have to be able to handle that because what happens when you have real projects that are trying to do real things, let's say Augur, Golem, whatever, right? And now what if it happens if everything that is serious gets bogged down because somebody's running a little Ponzi scam in the other side of the world? So this yeah. is really interesting and it shows how much more the technology still has to mature before we get anything close to global adoption. Right. Yes. In case you're ever wondering if you're still an early adopter, even though even though crypto seemed to have boomed, uh, you still are. So... Another one that matters here, and we mentioned this as a con on a lot of different projects that we talk about, when the white paper is vague and full of buzzwords. And the reason we mentioned it as a con is because a project like this, that's all they did. They put buzzwords all over this thing, and we went over them, but there are they're just there. They use the word quantum intentionally to make you like kind of read over and be like, oh, yeah, they got quantum. Oh, yeah, yeah. all right, cool. Like, they wanted you to see that and think it was a thing. Um, <laughs> even uh, CZ has mentioned that this is basically like a false ICO that they're running. Like, they didn't really ICO, but but it's basically the equivalent of give us your Bitcoin or Ethereum and we'll give you shitty coin. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> that, he mentioned it on Twitter. Dude, that's one of the main ones. And that was one of the hallmarks of BitConnect. A project that is doing everything they can to get rid of their own coins and they want to hold other coins. I mean, can you imagine if Charles Hoskinson didn't want to have ADA or if Vitalik didn't want to have <laughs> Ethereum? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And this is exactly what we saw with Bitcoinnect. Oh, you, yeah, we'll give you as many Bitcoinnect tokens as you want as long as you're giving us Bitcoin. You know what? I, I just realized... That's a scam! <laughs> oh, How have I not been playing this thing all the wow. whole time? I... God, I usually hate it when That's you use that clip and in the best time to use it, you don't even use it. I am so disappointed. Yeah, I'm just going to like use scam. it a lot for the rest of the episode just to make up for the fact that all, all those other things, I didn't do it. Well, I regret criticizing you. You're already caught up. <laughs> <laughs> so right, finally, final oh, yeah. red flag. They created an incentive to do something illegal. They want users to wash trade with themselves, which is not legal. It's completely illegal in the United States. You cannot do that. So I would imagine it's fraud in most jurisdictions. And they've incentivized it. They've been like, go do fraud. Hey, it's cool. You know what? That's a scam. That's it. I mean, <laughs> we've... we've Jesus Christ, this is this episode's it. 52 minutes so far. But All right, all right. So let's let's uh, wrap it up here. The following question that we normally ask is, where to buy it? Uh, don't ever fucking buy this coin, ever. 
Ever. Or receive it for trading. Just don't accept it. This is a scam, guys. And uh, anyway, if anybody out there is thinking, well, you know, maybe I can, you know, benefit from it, don't do it. <laughs> don't don't perpetuate the scam. Brent, you're losing <laughs> so, your so mind. Kareem, I, I mostly left the competitors section blank. But oh. it looks like you filled out some uh, interesting competition. So uh, you want to tell us what the competitors of this coin are? Well, I when I was reading your outline, I saw here that you put for competitors BitConnect. But that was the only one you had. And I don't really feel like that's fair. You really want to show the entire space. So I just added uh, Lehman Brothers, Enron, Trump University, uh, just a couple of the other projects that... You know, Allied Capital. Yeah. <laughs> Ponzi whatever uh yeah anyway it's a scam there is no true competitors the only other competitor bitconnect is defunct so it looks like they're gonna have the uh oh but wait a minute shouldn't we say that binance is a competitor brent since they're crushing binance i mean that's true they're basically in the same category as binance this is you know what (laughs) dang we missed that one all right so we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun for personal future outlook. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, ruin your party, Brent. But you have a pretty lame future outlook here. You're saying that they hope to get indicted. I agree with you. That's what Brent has here. I'm not taking credit for that. But I'm gonna switch it up on you, Brent. For personal future outlook, I want us to bid on how long this coin will be in existence. Interesting. So if you get a win, it's uh, when it finally goes down. Like right. The exchange closes. Like like the coin goes to zero. Like is is Bitconnect at zero Bitconnect yet? Bitconnect is not at zero. <laughs> oh my god, that makes it that's so dumb. Okay, listen, side note. Anybody who says Bitcoin can go to zero, f- forget that. If Bitconnect can't go to zero, Bitcoin will <laughs> never go to zero. Okay? People will collect it like Pokemon cards before it goes to zero. All right. So, uh, but man, the Bitconnect so, exchange closed. At okay, one so point. the Bitconnect, okay. So how about the exchange closes then since since it can't really go to zero? All right. Um Chinese auction? <laughs> yep, you you start. All right, I'll take the over on three weeks. Wait, are we betting anything on this? Is this another one? Put it on the board. I know we made another bet, but I already forgot what it was. Yeah, uh, we oh, bet on Ethereum. Classic Ethereum Classic changing, changing their, their name. name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this can this can go up there too. Yeah, I will. Right. Uh, I want to just call, but I'm like, there's no way that three. Even though the community is like really on this right now they've got 130 million dollars to kind of like try and save themselves so it was a good opening bid i didn't want to say like one week because that's like an easy over for you and then i'm in a tough spot all right i'll take the over of six weeks i'll take the over on seven weeks uh over over 12 weeks from today oh what does that even mean that's so tough i don't we're gonna have to start doing dates i i will take the over on October 31st. Uh, all right. I'll take... I'll That's take, Halloween. Yep. I'll take before that. All right. Let's you go. sell. You sell. All right. Yeah. So just to clarify for everybody what just happened, I am betting that this scam is able to survive until after Halloween. And Brent is saying that it'll go down before Halloween. I don't say this often, but I hope I lose this bet and Brent wins. Um, <laughs> this is one of the few times I'm on your side, Brent. However... Just for my own ego, I also kind of hope you lose, uh, so I can you know keep rubbing <laughs> it in. So maybe um, maybe we'll come up with a good like what's on the line. We'll have Mike help us out when we record the flagship in a few minutes. <laughs> All right, anything else that you want to discuss here? I think Wobi should come out and say that this guy's a shitbird. 
they right. I, I know he's been around in Bitcoin for a long time, but I think they need to say like we we hate this guy. We don't want anything to do with this guy. Like he used to work for us. He sucked. They need to okay. distance themselves. All right. So last question, Brent. Uh, this is a ethics question. Considering that they're scammers, but also considering that the article that I found with the guy who says he's going to be the future richest man in the world that has the same name as the CEO. It looks like it's a different guy. So would it be unethical for me to add that link to the show notes? <laughs> and just that. <laughs> just 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 like put it on there and just be like, oh, this is just like a random article about a guy that has the same name. I am all about whoever wants to do anything unethical to this to this guy in this spot. If you're a hacker, hack the shit out of this exchange. Stop hacking real exchanges and causing real damage to the crypto community. Get this fucking money back from them. <laughs> like, oh go hack God. them. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a white hack hacker just, like, gets into these funds and just, like, does some cool Robin Hood shit with it? That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. All right. Well, I'll mull it over. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Maybe not. It does seem like a <laughs> hilarious article. Once again, the title of the article is, Who is Zhang Jian? Eight things to know about the self-proclaimed future richest man in the world. And the pictures are just awesome, awesome, awesome. So <laughs> might put it on there. Oh, by the way, number seven on the list, he hired women to promote his coin business, but they had to shave their hair. It says he has a coin business. Yeah, this is really interesting. That has to be him. No, I, I didn't see anything about who will be or anything like that. They would have. It could be an old article. His uh, coin business. How many fucking people with the same name who think they're going to be the richest person in the world are also actively scamming the world and they have a coin business? He was also Ow. he was also arrested by Indonesian police last year. So okay, that this this it's got to be the same guy. I I don't I I think that there's still some room. Look, we just don't know anything about Chinese names, bro. Like, what if that mean? What if that's John Smith? Yeah, you know, like it just doesn't mean anything for us without a reference point. So anyway, yeah, but I don't think there's two John Smiths that own fucking crypto coin companies. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, we're thirty seconds away from getting to the full hour, Brent. Let's end the show. Oh, all right. Avoid F coin at all cost. We'll decide what we're gonna do with this article. Maybe we'll put it in. Maybe not. Um, with Brent Philbin, my name is Kareem Baruki. This has been an episode of Crypto Basic. Make sure you make sure you check out our other 101s for actual informative uh, breakdowns of real projects that you can actually invest in or concepts. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Join our Discord if you want in on all the fun conversation. We got topics about mining. We're talking about you could suggest flagship episodes, concept ideas. It's the best way to interact with us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just a reminder, we're not financial advisors, but we do advise you not to invest in this crap. Yeah. Later. Comfortable. There's nothing financial about this. It's a fucking scam. <laughs> All right. The members of the Crypto Basic Podcast are scam detectors. Listen to their advice. They know how to spot scams. If you get scammed after they told you not to buy into the scam, well, then you scammed yourself.